Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Isaiah 60 International Podcast, where we equip you to walk in the fullness of your purpose. We pray this message will challenge and encourage you. Welcome to today's topic. In this episode, we were going to be talking about one of the signs of the end times. I know this has been a heavy discussion going around in the body of Christ, and it's probably a topic that you've been hearing for years. Um, and maybe not this topic, but the the whole factor of end times, Jesus returning. You know, it's still a message that's still existent because Jesus has not returned. And until he does not return, we will continue to press on in believing for his return. And so today we're going to go into the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. And I want to read to you uh, just this scripture, this verse, and then we will go in on today's episode. Verse 12 says, because lawlessness is increased, the love of most people will grow cold. You know, it is a, a becoming a, a issue in society, in our nation right now. This, this, one of these signs is a hardened heart. And when this whole COVID and the pandemic or whatever you want to call it began to happen, you know, and we started to see riots and just rebellion rise, I knew it was obvious that the very issue that we were dealing was with the issue of the heart of the man. And so being out of disobedience, the heart becomes more corrupted as a believer and whatever sin or pride or lust or immortality was hit hidden in us began to manifest itself in this recent months. So regardless to what it is and what, in what place we are in these end times, you know, the one thing we can't see is the coldness of love, the genuine insensitivity of the factor of love. So whether it's hearts uh, that are not genuinely operating in love, uh, the lack of empathy, which is the ability to understand and share feelings of one another, which we would commonly call compassion, um, whether it's physical, emotional, or spiritual pain, we're, we're not, we're not sympathetic to one another and the attuning or the adapting to the word of God and his will seems to be something people are drawing from. So this is a season of watching over our hearts. Is it growing cold? Is it slowly growing cold? Is it becoming insensitive? If this is the case, if this is a factor right now in your life, then your heart has become hardened. And, you know, growing cold and becoming hard from the exposure of false perceptives or negative attitudes of people around us, you know, 
as we react to the troubles and the crisis occurring here in this nation from the economic decline and natural natural disasters, we must allow God to soften the areas of our inner being that are hard due to what is affecting us around us, what is affecting our, our nature, our heart, our wrong attitudes can affect our heart. And what happens is when we begin to accept these things and allow it to entrench us, our heart becomes hardened. Slowly but surely, it would become a callous heart. Let's go to uh, uh, Deuteronomy verse 30. I'm sorry, chapter 30, verse 6. So let me bring this up. Deuteronomy 30, verse 6. We'll see that in Deuteronomy 30 verse 6, it says, The Lord your God will circumcise your hearts and the hearts of your descendants so that you may love him with all your heart and with all your soul and live. I love the fact that it ends with and live. (laughs) The Lord your God will circumcise your heart. He will soften your heart. He will cut off those callous places so that you may Love him with all your heart, all your soul. And because of that, you shall live. A spiritual circumcision um, just means to take away barriers that come between you and God. That become come between you and people. So that we may love the Lord with our whole being. God will give us a heart of flesh in exchange for the heart of stone. And then we will live in true and full wholeness. Ezekiel chapter 36, 26 is a prime example of how God says, I'm going to take away your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. The greatest power um, that we received is the power to love. And so when Jesus died at the cross, he was making that exchange. He was making a big exchange for us. So that we can feel again, so that we can love again, so that we can be um, able to be sensitive to the people that God places in our life and around us and and be able to be a, a, a voice of healing. You can't heal something out of hardness. In Mark chapter 6 verse 51, it says, Then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. And they were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. And you know, even in that moment with the disciples, while they were with Jesus, they were having a hard time understanding signs and miracles. And the reason why is because they had hardened hearts. A hardened heart has a hard time believing that a miracle can happen, that a sign can come forth, and that the Lord will provide in such a way. So after Jesus performed all these miracles with the disciples, were <clears throat> they were still continuously blind spiritually regarding to who he was and how he would provide for them. You know, the disciples were lacking something. They didn't know Jesus' deity, you know? So they had a stony heart. And usually a stony heart, once you start digging into it in biblical terms, it can say it's callous, it can say it's blind, it can say it's hard, and it can also come down to it being stupid. 
And it's not stupid as, you know, um, um, a learning disability. It's stupid as dumbfound. You know, it's almost like you're, you're in a dark, in a dark place and you, you're just stumbling around. So, um, one of the things that, uh, comes forth is corruptive leaven. Okay. The Bible talks about it a lot about this leaven bread, not to eat it. You know, the disciples have still not gained that spiritual perception about Jesus's deity, which we know it's his divine being based on the massive provision for the multitudes. The scripture in the scripture we just read, it was a charge to disciples and you know, Jesus talks about it in one of the scriptures. Um, you can read it when you get a chance. It's if you look in Mark chapter eight, verse 15 in Matthew uh, chapter 16, verse 12, and in Luke chapter 12, verse one, you will start to see the pattern of this hard hardness. And he kept yelling out, you know, watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of the Herald Herald. He kept telling the disciples to be careful not to eat that religious bread. So what is the leaven of the Pharisees in the physical world? The leaven is a substance used to produce fermentation in dough or liquid. And when it's mixed, it permeates the batter. So Jesus was reminding the disciples to remove the substance of sin that is permeating in their life. In effect, that the leaven Jesus was referring to, as a matter of fact, was about the hypocrisy of religion practiced by the Pharisees, which corrupts the integrity of the heart. In various places of the Bible, the leaven symbolizes false teaching, hypocrisy, malice, and wickedness, and erroneous ideas, sinful attitudes, and actions that have the potential to spread to large numbers of people. Just as yeast spreads throughout a batch of dough, so does sin. And so, you know, it says that it has a potential to spread to a large amount of people. And that's exactly what sin can do. If you are sitting in some type of sinful nature or behavior or just in wrong attitude, that alone can project themselves. That's a yeast itself that can spread out to numbers of people. And you would infect millions of people without even knowing it. It kind of sounds like where we're at with this whole COVID thing. So the disciples have seen miracles personally with Jesus, but because their hearts were hardened by religion and the culture, their perceptions and attitudes were lacking that spiritual perception of the supernatural events that literally was unfolding right before their eyes. The religion leaven prevented their eyes from being open to the spiritual truth about God, the father and God, the son. The leaven was not allowing the disciples to see really, truly see the truth of who God, the father was and who God, the son was. Any believer who continuously does not seek. Okay. If you don't continually seek transformation in your heart. And you're not ready to receive this new thing that God is doing in your heart. That you are at risk of falling into this very state right now. If you're not already in it. The hardened heart cannot see, hear, or perceive the spiritual realm 
or spiritual matters. Often in the Bible calls it a stiff neck. You'll find it in Exodus chapter 32 verse 9. You know, maybe God wrote the Ten Commandments of stone because why? Because that was the condition of the heart of man at that time. It was hard and therefore he had to write the law on their hearts. And, you know, I think about that even now, you know, there's another verse in the New Testament that says that is written up, that the scriptures are written upon your heart. And, and you think about this very physical act has now become a spiritual act. And yes, the words of God are written on your heart. But when your heart becomes like a tablet, how can you respond to the law of love? And so Acts chapter 751, I'm going to read this one. And, um. This one says, you stiff-necked people, your hearts and ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. A hardened heart will not only resist the Holy Spirit, but from the resistance of the Holy Spirit, you grieve it. And that's found in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. Grieving the Holy Spirit is probably about the worst thing we can find ourselves doing in our life especially walking this journey with Jesus. Uh, we need the Holy Spirit. It's our helper. A hardened heart will show you're an independent spirit. You're rebellious and you're disobedient. And you don't want to listen to what the Lord has to say. You want to do your own will. And so this is these are things that happen when your heart becomes hardened. Religion is ultimately birthed from hardness of heart and it produces even more hard hardness in people. See, because faith is not exercised through the mind alone, but is exercised through the heart, which is which is how it becomes hardened if and then it cannot produce life. So what happens is faith if faith is only exercised in the mind, then your heart is truly not being spiritually circumcised, which again cannot produce life. And so therefore you fill your life up with other things that are not of the Lord so that you can feel like you're living. But in reality, you're not. You're not alive at all. A hardened heart is the reason why people can hurt people and not even notice that they're doing it in some cases. And in other cases, they are very aware of the pain that they're causing. You know, there was a moment uh, in a lesson that the Lord was teaching me. And it wasn't because it was a lesson as to, um, I did something. It was a lesson that was done to me. And the Lord is very quick to teach how not to become offended. Um, and I, and I, I'm so grateful for that because we are not to be offended people. We are to live out of a place of forgiveness and, and know that this is a hurting, painful world. But in the midst of this pain, there's still beauty. There's still uh, there's still beauty for these ashes. You know, that's what the Bible says. And so it is true because if there's not there, not every day is painful. And if you're every day you're going through some type of pain, then, then, then there is a remedy. You know, you just need to allow that medicine, which is Jesus, to truly sink in and help you. You know, Psalms chapter forty seventeen says, Since I am afflicted and needy, let the Lord be mindful of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. So David was in this place of being afflicted. 
and he was feeling afflicted. He was feeling needy. He was feeling like he needed help, like he needed deliverance. And he says, Lord, be mindful of me. And, and we are to be the projection of the image of Christ. And if someone is crying out, they've been afflicted, they've been need they have they they're in need of help they're in need of deliverance and there's so much delay in their life and they've been crying out to god um if we're too caught up in our hard heartedness you will not be able to be mindful to the people around you who are feeling just like david did and this despair can leave a lot of room for the enemy to have his way with them Hebrews chapter two, verse six says, but one has testified somewhere, somewhere in the United States. Someone has testified saying, what is a man that you remember him or the son of man that you are concerned about him? It's a, it's a moment where you actually care for somebody that you're actually mindful of them, that you're coming out of your own thinking, your own issues your own personal agenda and you actually have a thought of another you know these are hard things to do when you are constantly thinking about yourself when you are constantly um you know hardened hearts don't let you feel there's no way you're going to feel for someone else when you can barely feel for yourself this is the place where a lot of people say i feel numb I feel numb to love. James chapter 1 verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. You know, James says this as a word of wisdom. Be slow to speak. Be quick to listen to people. Try to get into to hearing their hearts. Be slow to speak. Don't, don't get so quick to, don't be so quick to be offended. Slow down, slow down, take a moment to hear someone else but yourself and don't always think that you're the victim because these are all symptoms of a hardened heart. We want to slow down. We want to be slow to say something and we want to be slow to become angry. Anger absolutely comes from a place of a hardened heart and if it's not dealt with it will be it will deal with you if you're dealing with a hardened heart it's time to deal with it before it totally takes a hold of you a hardened heart will eventually result to a spiritual death a hardened heart is symptomatic of a corrupt sinful nature that human beings inherited at the uh, due to the fall of humanity. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. So this started, this hard heartedness started at the fall of Adam. Hardness of the heart separates us from God and it causes us to become fixed in mindsets and attitudes that are against or contrary to the grace, the life, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Some ways that hardened hearts can manifest people is by number one, of repeatedly committing sin. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13. To sin is to miss the mark, is to disobey God, 
to offend the Lord, to violate God's law. Each time we sin, something of God in us begins to weaken or begin to die. Sin without repentance will open the heart to the enemy, allowing him to release more leaven. It is absolutely imperative that you submit your sin to God. Because if you do not want to spiritually die, if you are tired of things of the Lord in you becoming weak or feeling as it has come to death, then this is the time to deal with it. The second thing is holding an offense. Matthew chapter 8 verse 7. The refusal to let go of an offense is a place where it is our duty and we must undergo the process of spiritual and emotional development of becoming more like Christ. An offender is very useful, believe it or not, guys. The offender is useful to us as they reveal the true condition of our heart. It reveals what is really inside of our hearts. So, if an offender makes you angry, then there's still anger. If if it makes you feel like rage, then you still have things in you that need to die. So, don't be so quick. To get angry. Try to understand. That maybe the person that's actually trying to offend you. Or is offending you. Is also dealing with a hardened heart. Click two stones together. And eventually you get a spark. The next thing is harboring emotional wounds. Harboring emotional wounds are usually inflicted by people. Who we love the most. And who are the closest to us. Who we have opened our hearts completely to. Some of our deepest inflictions come from our childhood. Harding is inevitable consequence when our heart remains in the hurt. If you do not go through the process of emotionally being healed. You will continue to create a place in your heart for callous. To come and grow and live there. If you notice that if you've ever gotten your toes done. Or if you've ever done labor with your hands. Calluses will begin to grow. And with your pedicures. That's the first thing they want to remove. Is the extra skin. They want to get rid of that extra flesh. And we want to get rid of this extra flesh. We want to walk more in the spirit. Than we want to walk in this flesh. The next one is disobeying the voice of God. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 15. We were created to live in a relationship with him. And his plans for us is to always have a clear and permanent communication airway with him. If your heart is hardened, it's hard for you to hear from God. And also it's going to be hard for you to perceive him. The next thing, unbelief, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. This is evidence when a person decides its own free will to not believe in God or to obey God. This decision is an open act of rebellion, disobedience. This spirit can come through a thought of, of a negative influence or through a bad circumstance. So if you have negative thoughts or negative influence around you or you're in a bad circumstance, the power of unbelief has all ability to come on in. 
The next one is lawlessness. Just like we read in Matthew chapter 24, verse 12. When you live a life without restrictions of the law of the land. When you don't care to obey the speed limit. When you don't care to cut somebody off, even though it's going to cause them to maybe possibly crash. When you don't care to give them, you know, a, a thing or two on the road from your road rage. Those are all signs of lawlessness in your heart. What can happen if we continue in the process of a hardened heart? You're going to stop feeling his presence. You're going to stop allowing faith to flow in you. You're going to move from commitment to wishful thinking. You're going to disobey God. You're going to justify people's wrongdoings. And you're going to blame others for that. You're going to resist open communication. And you're going to refuse correction. You're going to seek interest for yourself alone. And you'll become more judgmental. You'll have, your emotions will be cold, bitter towards people. You're going to enjoy to sin. You're going to hold back your tithes and your offering from God. And you're not going to worship the Lord eventually. You know, a lot of churches or ministries have been blessed in this season of, of, you know, quarantine people knew that it was time to give more so that those who need it can have and so a lot of churches had a great testimonies about how people have sold and and they were able to accomplish so much to help others and that just revealed that the nature of their heart was soft but then this quarantine time came and you had others who had it and refused to give it. Something's not right. Because at the end of this life, you, none of this will matter. All of this material stuff will be gone. Our bills will be gone. And so... It's not about not being able to pay your bills because I got to tell you, even though that we had this quarantine and people have lost their jobs, you know, the, the United States has stepped in profoundly to help us to make sure that we do not have a full economic decline. We have. And so therefore we should give. Consequence and maintaining that hardened heart. There's going to be a brokenness that's going to repeat itself and you won't have a remedy for it. One of the one of those signs is a constant feeling of brokenness without a remedy, without a solution. It'll be coming around and around. You're going to have you're going to fall into commility. Commility, commility. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's the event of a sudden distress. You're going to have the removal of the presence and the power of God. You're going to have a seared conscience, which means to come into a state of indifference to sin as a as the result of willfully, willfully living a life in transgression without feeling conviction or remorse. 
because your heart has become hardened. You know, all these things that I just mentioned are not things that I would want to live my life be from coming out of receiving Jesus Christ. You know, before you reconcile your life, before you accept salvation, your life was a mess. It was miserable. It was pretty much a place of emptiness. It was a dead end. It was just every day, the knowing that there's something greater, the knowing that there's more to life than what I'm living, getting up and going to work. There's more to it than this. And knowing that and not having it is torture in itself. Going back to a hardened heart after knowing the truth is even worse. So if you thought it was bad the first time, it's it's double, double the trouble this time. The good thing, though, about a hardened heart is that the Lord has promised to take it from you to give you a heart of flesh so that you don't sit in your rebellion, which, by the way, rebellion is just you against God. And I'm not saying you versus God. No, it's you turning your back on God. It's you turning your back on his ways, his word. It's you, your back uh, turned away from God. And so it's not a good place to be. There is ways, or should I say there is a way to get out of this hardened state is by returning back to the Lord, by repenting. Of the insensitivity by repenting of your sinful nature. By repenting for whatever it is that got you to this place. See, because when we first come into the total salvation. And we repent from our heart. And the Lord begins to deal with our wicked ways. We are fresh. We are made new in our inner man. And the only war that begins to wage within us is the is the war between the soul and the spirit. And in this is very moment. The spirit is greater than the soul. And that's why you can feel. And that's why you can cry. And that's why you can pray. Because the spirit has now been lifted up and has been placed in its throne. But when you begin to walk and you begin to feed the soul, the things of the sin and begin to give it that nature of a bad attitude, the soul begins to gain strength and overcome the spirit. And so therefore, the spirit does not operate against your will, but operates according with your will, which means that if you say, Lord, I give you my will, then that means you no longer lead. If you decide to pick up your own cross which you don't, you can't because there's only one cross. Bible says, take up your cross and walk with me. Take up your cross and follow me. But if you decide to put that cross down and pick up a different cross, then there's probably a lot more that has happened to you in this time frame that, that Jesus wanted to prevent so that we wouldn't get to this place of a hardened heart. And so, you know, in Psalms chapter 51, verse 10, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew my right spirit within me. 
I feel like this scripture right now, this is one of the things you're dealing with. If this is really an issue and you, and you say to the Lord, confess that your heart has become hardened and you want to return, then, then just ask the Lord this clean, created me a clean heart, God, and renew my right spirit within me because I do want to walk in your ways. I do want to feel again. I, I, I want to cry again. I want to love again. I want to have compassion again. I want to really walk with Christ, not with the Pharisees. I want to eat the bread of Christ, the bread of life, and not the bread of religion or the bread of death. You want to be able to breathe again. Then you have to come to the one who provides the breath. And so I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to I'm praying for for all of us. The whole world that if this is the condition that we are seeing that Lord that you help us create a clean heart and that you renew a right spirit in us. And so Father, we just thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord, that you are so quick to deliver us and you're so quick to redeem us. God, help us where we are weak. Make us strong. Help us if we've fallen into a place of hard heartedness. Help us, Father, to love people again. Help us to have compassion for them again. Help us to pray for them again. Help us to fast for them again. Lord, lead us into your will and not our own. Father, if we have been led or taken up a different cross God I ask right now Lord that you will forgive us that we would come right now before you with a true heart of repentance and that we would stop what we're doing and just say Lord I cannot continue to do this without you and I need to feel your presence. I need to become sensitive to the Spirit again. Holy Spirit, forgive us for grieving you. Forgive us for not listening to you. Forgive us for not allowing you to teach us. Forgive us for, for just um, getting, just shutting you down, not, not allowing you to speak into our life. Forgive us for these moments of rebelliousness and, and Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Stubbornness and callous. Lord, you know all things. And so, Father, as you promised, remove our hearts of stone and give us back the heart of flesh. And make our spirit within us right again. And Lord, we just pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I hope that this episode helped you today. Um, uh, when I first delivered this message, it wasn't as calm as this one. I was literally feeling the fire of God releasing this message and um, processed it been processing it because when the Lord releases a message don't just take it and put it in your pocket and pull it out when you want it embrace it because he's speaking to us he's a good father that looks forward to speaking to his children and God is longing to speak to you He's longing to have a relationship with us. He's longing to bestow his character in us, his love in us. 
And so I hope that this encourages you and brings you an uplifting spirit within you and reveals to you that if this is the very thing you're dealing with, then, then God is ready to deliver. God is ready to deliver you. He's ready to deliver his children at all times. You just have to have a repentant heart. And so until the next time, I look forward to speaking and encouraging you guys as much as we can. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today.